0: This is the Talking Tech Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Half Hope HH. We do this podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on social media, twitter.com. If you're on SoundCloud, remember to hit the hearts. If you're listening on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, it's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on our humble
1: little podcast. Send me those good reviews, man, only five stars, man. Why would you give it any... What's points given it for? Just put another stand and boom.
0: So we did get one this week from Canada. It says, amazing pod. I've been a long time listener and the pod just keeps getting better and better. Keep it up, guys. Always look forward to hear the insight you guys have. Thank you. Hello to Canada. If you want to help the podcast out monetarily, remember we do have a Patreon page. So I encourage everybody who has has a little change every month that really likes the podcast and wants to help us check it out. You know, we talk about movies and just any and everything. So, all right. Let's start. You want to go chronologically, wherever the wind takes you, man. Chelsea against Southampton. I did not watch this game because it came on at seven thirty in the morning. Ooh, Everybody catches the worm, and I overslept, so I woke up and it was one one. I feel like I told you guys in the complicated Chelsea show that we do every Thursday, by the way, mm. that. Yeah, this is a game where Chelsea will give free cookies that Southampton had it won in six games or whatever it was. But just trust. If you show up and you're in a bad run of form, Chelsea Football Club will play down to their competition's level and end up giving up points. So I'll assume you watched. Mm-hmm. Is 1-1 one one a fair reflection of the game? There were some controversial elements. Callum Hudson coming on, then substituting the substitute, and all this kind of stuff. Tammy Abraham wasn't injured, but he was substituted off. What were your thoughts just about the game in general, and then his man
1: management? Chelsea had no no creativity, and I think specifically before the Atlético game, that is worrying. That if you can't break down a Southampton, how are you going to break down an Atlético Madrid? Um, the the Venner was ineffective. In- inconsequential nobody was trying any interesting passes no interesting crosses there was hardly any kind of imagination you know and 1-1 for fair result you know that the first goal Zuma just didn't really pick up Mimin Amino ball straight through the middle great finish by Mimin Amino and for Chelsea's goal you know um Mount toned homeboy got brought down took the um penalty and yeah and this is what I always say to people is that Mounts is Chelsea's best performer right now. And that's a problem. But people say, OK, now that's a critique towards Mounts. No, you're just ignoring what is being said. If Chelsea wants to win titles and really be at the very top, Mounts being the best player is problematic. It now shows that a lot of key guys that will help Chelsea get to the very top are not performing to the best of their abilities because Mounts of his skill level isn't enough to do what Bruno is doing for United. Or what De Bruyne does for man city and 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 so forth, um, so yeah, it's I, I think suker um, has a lot to think about with regards to that number ten position and creating for timo Werner or for giro or for tami because I think you can blame the strikers and and so forth. You have to look with the fact that they're not receiving any through balls, they're not receiving any interesting passes that they're they're, they're putting forth these runs, but there isn't a play with a the passing level or perhaps the vision to to find them. But yeah, it was, it wasn't a very good performance at all. Not good at all. You're just pointless, aimless, really going anywhere. Um, the Hotsunodoy thing, it is one of the most embarrassing things to happen if you're a player and, um, you get brought on and you get sobbed off, that's, that's always bad. You know, I think Mourinho may have done it a few times. It's, it's a tactical thing. It's not, it's nothing personal. It's not trying to embarrass you. It's, it's tactical. And as Tuchel said, Hotsunodoy wasn't really, um, doing the counter press which is very important in the first stage and so forth. And because he was not really carrying out those instructions specifically, and without the ball and with the ball, he had to, he had, he had to make a decision. And for me, you, that is what a manager is calling for. And I think that is how, why I would, I actually applaud a manager doing that. Because you're like, it doesn't matter me sort of robbing a player the wrong way, everything I'm doing is to help this team win. The team comes before any player's feelings. You know, because I'm here to, I'm paid very, very well and very handsomely to win games. If I don't, I'll get sacked. So I'm not here about, oh, is this good for you? Or does this, do, or, or me subbing you off, will this make you feel bad? I don't give a crap because I'm here to, for a team. I'm here to make this team successful because that is what I am paid to do. So Tuchel, he felt that tactically I needed to bring him up because he just wasn't going to help. He was preventing us to, to, from perhaps getting something in the game. And I think you just have to just look back and say to yourselves that, you know, I think someone even mentioned it, how good are these Chelsea players? And are they really as good as people taught them up to be like, when you just look at the academy and so forth. So Horton and Doyle, Loftus-Cheek, Mount, all these guys, they're good. How good are they? That's the, that's the thing. So you see, I've always made the case
0: that the Chelsea youth academy, they produce, it's not world-class talent necessarily but it's talent that can be useful inside of a squad that has world-class players in it. Mm. The argument I always make is, if you look at a Loftus-Cheek, if you look at a Callum hudson Doy, if you look at a Mason Mount, those players are worth 30, 40, 50 million in some cases. I mean, Bayern were willing to pay 40 for Hudson-Odoi quite, quite easily. If you can't integrate that into your team, you have an issue. Because what you're essentially doing, if you can use that player properly, is you're saving yourself money In your Mm. squad, instead of having these squad players like Danny Drinkwater or Zappa Costa or Emerson or all of these types of players, if you can put a Reese James in at right back instead Mm. of going out and paying 40 million euros for God knows who, then do that. But what Chelsea fans like to do, and I don't think this is symptomatic or unique, I suppose is a better word, to Chelsea. I think many teams do this, especially that produce youth products of a particular level is you like to see them in the team. So if you want them in the team, part of maybe the public pressure or just the fan desire is going to gas the player up a little bit more than what he actually is to Mm -hmm. where you give the manager or just the club in general, a a decision to make like, look, if everybody says, yo, Reese James did very well at Wigan, then the club might actually think, you know what, let's give this Reese James guy a chance at right back instead of going to pay, however much money to a league on team, let's give our guys a chance. If the club wants to be a sustainable project, you need players that don't cost anything. I think people need to have a more balanced view of the Chelsea academy. Like the players are not, you're not gonna have a team full of 11 academy players and win a Champions League. That's not realistic. Ajax didn't even do that, at least in a contemporary sense. I'm not sure what they were doing in the 70s, but. um, Barcelona's a perfect example. You have Messi, you have Xavi, Iniesta, Pio, PK, you have many players that come from the academy, but you still have to put the Samuel Etos in there. You have to put the Thierry Henry's in there. You have to put the, whomever it is. You have to put those players in there. No,
1: no, 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 no but, but, but the key thing though, and maybe I need to look at the lineup again, man, why that victory in 1995 was so unique was, I think, apart from Yari Litmanen and maybe one or two others, those are all academy products, so Kanu, Finidi George, Sadov. De Boer, I think Vandessa, that team was mainly just guys that came from the um, youth system of Ajax. Mm. So that was in itself unique, but that's like a very unique scenario where like a team where 80 to 80, 85% of them are youth products, you know.
0: Your, your Your point stands that a lot of those guys were from the academy, but there were other people who were sprinkled in that weren't. And if that's mm. the best-case scenario, Loftus-Cheek, Reese james Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Callum Hudson-Odoi, those are not Blind, DeBoers, Cliverts, mm. those aren't Sedorf. Like, yeah, there are <laughs> no, levels here.
1: I think the issue is, again, shout out to my guy, who who is still <laughs> continuing to <laughs> send me messages. It's like there are Chelsea fans who... <laughs> It's like...
0: You need to watch the complicated Chelsea show to know
1: who Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Is. yeah no, he's, he, he's still sending messages. So, I think for some Chelsea fans, for them, it's like a victory to see, ah, this is one of our own. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether we, we win or That's lose. That's for
0: everybody. That's every club loves that. Harry Kane, he's one of our... He was in Arsenal's kids like as a, as a child, but would hey, Would a Barcelona
1: from... fan sacrifice winning a title or winning a game as long as La Masia players are playing, I don't think they, they they would. There are certain fans where it doesn't matter, win or lose, as long as this youth guy is in my yeah man. It's about it's the So for them, it's like, it's a cultist thing of academy, Chelsea, through and through is a Chelsea guy. Boom, where they're, they're happy for them to be developed through the Chelsea first team and so forth. Look, as we said during the, the whole Lampard scenario, the guys would be happy to see Chelsea eradicated. <laughs> As long as Lampard was still the the, the manager. So no, no, but but basically, as I said, it's like, the key thing is a balance. 100%. What makes that group of Mm -hmm. Loftus-Cheek, horton Doyle, Mounts regimes so great is that they're actually good quality players, Mm -hmm. which cost you nothing. But you have to now combine that with that 70 million, that's 80 million. It's
0: like, see, people can't have it both ways. You can't say, man, Chelsea spend trash on Drink water. Bacayoko, mm. Marata, uh, Zapacosta, Emerson, Marcus Alonso. We could just go through the whole list. Basically, anybody and everybody that Antonio Conte ever decided to purchase, except for maybe Olivia Juru. Uh, you can't have that view, and then say, "Ah, I don't want Mount in the team. I don't want Tammy Hudson Adoy." Woo! Like those two views can't mix because those players are taking the place of those expensive. Squad players, but this is where people again go overboard. You wouldn't say a team of Danny Drinkwater, Costa, Bakayoko, etc., would win you a Premier League, would you? No, because mm-hmm. you kind of you understand the levels of those players. If Mount is coming in and essentially replacing a player that you would spend 40 million on that that in this market could get you a Bakayoko or Drinkwater, etc., mm. then you have to understand that's his level. You can hope and wish and pray. whoever you pray to that he becomes world class Mm -mm. but he's replacing a squad level player in chelsea's team so you wouldn't say chelsea squad players could win you a champions league or premier league you wouldn't do that Mm -mm. but because it's chelsea through and through y'all think just because he comes from (laughs) La that (laughs) that that you know they're gonna win you leagues and stuff like no that's that's unrealistic but anyway let's not get stuck here because we got a lot to get through so it's almost weird. Like, Liverpool lost again at home. Rochelle isn't scored quite early. Remind me who scored the second?
1: It was a penalty. Sigurdsson. Um, yeah. No, but and the, the, the specific thing on this, so then 61 was trending on Twitter. I was like, well, that, that's a bit of a weird trend on Twitter. So I clicked it. And Sky Sports put out a, a, a poll saying that, and the and, and on the head of the poll, it said, 39% of fans said that the... Trent's thing wasn't a foul on um, um, Calvert Lewin, so guys said, but sixty one percent it said it was a foul. So why would you put the headline of the smaller percentage? Wouldn't you lead with what is the bigger percentage, i.e. the consensus? <laughs> which, is, which is which is as people just say, oh, this is guy was biased towards Liverpool, playing to the Liverpool crowd, <laughs> but it's like. Like, look, it was if, like anybody that views that visa, it was a foul. Like, he got in the way of Calvert Lewin and Trent. He knew what he was doing. That's why Trent didn't even argue that much. Yeah. He was like, okay, it is what it is. Because he, you can tell when a guy knows he's done something. Because yeah. you could just see like the, the guilt hit in, in his yeah, face. Yeah, so like, out. and then he, he knew. But look, man, it gets from bad to worse. Like, the Anfield invincibility gone, <laughs> the um, title race gone. Now, fighting for top four. Is now a realistic thing, and Everton last beat Liverpool back in 1999.
0: Ancelotti doesn't give away much emotion; mm. like he's very stoic and calm and mm, reserved. Mm, Just that mm-hmm. is Carlo Ancelotti. But when they were doing the post-match and he was smiling, like that was fun to see for me.
1: No, 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 no! Give Ancelotti his flowers, man, because again, like this is Dodd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is he did with Milan? what did with Real Madrid, and now you're now coming. Again, Bayern didn't really work out well. The players sort of kick, kick, kicked him out. It was like a mini meeting. Mm. But he's now coming to Everton, and the guys are playing good football, and he's getting them looking pretty well because people said, oh, Everton should always be here. Like They've underachieved. No, they've not. The players they've had and so forth, they've been where they deserve to to, to be. And I think that he's actually sort of pushed them for the role.
0: Okay. <sighs> What happened to Mourinho after he won the league in
1: 14-15? Me, me today.
0: And then what happened to him? Sacked. What happened to Ranieri after he won Leicester the league in
1: 2015-16? Results didn't go his way.
0: Yeah, but what
1: happened to him? He, he got sacked.
0: What happened to Pochettino after, after he took Spurs to a Champions League final? Yeah, sacked. What is Klopp safe?
1: Yes. I'll tell you why he's safe and he better be safe. (laughs) Um, Based on... Because Liverpool have to be very careful now. Because if you be reactionary and just get some dude, you could just find your way down a mire and down no man's land. Um, Oh no, things things are bad now and, 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 and so forth. But Klopp has built a very particular kind of team. With a very particular system that has seen extreme great success and now is suffering. Let's take everything into account is, for me, I still say the injuries, you can't hang your hat on the injuries because the attack isn't scoring. So yes, you can talk about those injuries because you're conceding and so forth and everything, but it's like something is wrong with the attack, whether it means that you, the manager, need to refresh the lineup and change your training regimes and changes the strategy or the players simply are not performing to the level that you expect them to but my thing is um i you have to weigh things he's done too much to now sort of be like ah he's done he's finished
0: he's been there for five years now okay hasn't this team cycle run out champions league final champions league challenged twice uh manchester city You won it last season, Corona season, albeit.
1: Mm. But then this is where... We hit the wall. This is where FSG comes in. Because it's not about... Because that's what happens in seasons. This is what's made Fergie so key. Fergie knew that. Three, four years, revamp. Three, Mm -hmm. four years, revamp. You cannot... A team has a four-year maximum cycle. After every three, four years, your entire team has to be completely revamped. So... That's why I'm the, asking, is the dude safe? No, no, no. But the issue that people have had is that it's if he's not been supported to rebuild the team, then it is unfair to now sort of sack him and do away with him. Because yep. if let's say he, he comes in and he and he buys players and these players that he's bought that are his top targets now flop, all right, bet. Peace out.
0: If the board didn't know that this was a likely outcome, given the examples that I've outlined in the past, where teams reach the top. And then once they reach the top, if there's nothing left to go for, that's why like Real Madrid winning so many Champions Leagues in a row and all that kind of stuff. For like, uh, that's why you got to give Bayern credit for their dominance in the Bundesliga. PSG the same um, in their league. Juventus the same in their league. Like once you're at the top, there is kind of this attitude of all right, we've made it. Let's not change too much. Maybe you can kind of understand it from like the Fenway Sports Groups. Probably understanding of football or whatever it is. Like, look, man, you guys just won the league by however many points. We're not going to spend that much money. Just go again. But that's not how football works. Otherwise, you end up in situations like what happened with Mourinho in 2015 16, where people were like, yo, if you look at the age of the team with Willian and Hazard and Matic and Zuma and all these players that were in that team, like they were all in their 20s. So this is going to be a dominant team for the next five years uh no you need to add more to it that's why Mourinho wanted Pogba that's why he wanted all these other different players to put to plug into the team but the board weren't willing to spend if Liverpool's board doesn't understand that why wouldn't the logical conclusion be that they will make another bad decision in getting rid of Klopp I'm thinking like okay if you don't know that this is the likely outcome then I can't Hmm. trust you to make the next decision correctly either it's the idea that I don't trust these people to make the right decision, given the track record of what's happened in the past 12 months.
1: So as in the right decision as to whether or not to keep Klopp?
0: The, the right decision is obviously to keep Klopp. Mm. But if you didn't know that Klopp needed to be backed, and you're not thinking on a particularly wise footballing level, then the reactionary response in this moment, after you've lost I don't know, maybe five of your last six games, I'm not quite sure what the numbers are, but it's got to be pretty bad, get rid of him. Because you would assume this team, whatever it is, it's finished.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: maybe it's not finished. Maybe it just needed one or two more pieces in it.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. The team isn't finished. It's now Femino might be finished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Femino, he might be finished. But I think you no know, Mane and Salah are, are still tops. Trent is still, is still young. Robertson is still um, right age. Van Dijk, right age. Henderson, right age. So I think, the, see, now one thing that you may hold against Klopp is, okay, Firmino, but then Klopp will say, well, there were specific guys that I may have wanted, but I wasn't really backed in getting a guy who I felt could replace Firmino. did they want Werner? They wanted Timo Werner. So my thing is that you can say, oh, you dodged a bullet. But my thing is... Lo- if he's with Klopp, look at, he gets the best from There we go. Look so. at Lukaku under Sokse. Look at Lukaku under Conte. A system and a manager can... Greatly making Manja look different. You look at Werner under um, Nagelsmann. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Mourinho's now in the Brick Academy, I'm told. Class B. Or oh, Class C, I'm not sure.
1: How long does he plan to stay there, do you know? I mean, he's got to change things. <laughs> he's really got to change. I mean, I, I did this under duress. I didn't want to do it, but, you know, I, I also and, pay, and public pressure, this the street's pressure to me, so.
0: Um, Arsenal played City City won 1-0 they've mm-hmm. won a bunch of games in a row um, I think, think it's 17 I think it's a lot uh, De Bruyne's <laughs> back um,
1: nice header by Sterling though nice header
0: he scored early on and yeah. they just kind of held on so
1: what did you see from
0: from Arsenal from City
1: I think Arsenal are looking alright you know I think they've Odegaard has been a great acquisition by them they just are just facing a City team that just seemed to really be on one um, that's why I really want to just see what's sitting Can we just take time to give Champions ourselves
0: league? some credit, though?
1: Mm-hmm. For what?
0: Do you remember when? At, okay, at the beginning of the season, Lampard was doing well. Arteta wasn't. And last season, we were like, we can actually see what Arteta's trying. And then <laughs> Chelsea were near the top of the league. Arsenal were in the relegation zone. People are coming to us like, are you sure you are you sure you want to keep with this idea? <laughs> And then slowly but surely Arsenal have been improving with Arteta. Lampard fell off a cliff, the cliff of bricks, and now he's sacked. So can we just take a little bit of time to just congratulate ourselves that I think we were correct in our initial assessment that, yeah! that, that Danny Ar- H H Danny H H Woo <laughs> No that like Arteta clear- you could see he has ideas
1: mm.
0: that it will take time to implement. And perhaps he's been forced into, you know, the Saka, M.O. Smith roles of the world. But you can see that they're actually trying something that like in two, three years, if Mm -hmm. this trajectory continues, they'll be a top four team. With Chelsea, despite the success that Lampard seemed to be having, there was no confidence that in two, three years, if you keep that man, they're comfortably top four unless you just keep spending money, keep spending money, keep, keep, keep spending
1: money. Mm-hmm. I think we were right. Let me just put of, that Of, of course, we're, we're always <laughs> right, man. That's why this is talking to Uh,
0: United, 3-1, Newcastle.
1: Nice goal by Rashford, man. I'm not going to lie. That was, that was a nice goal.
0: I was watching the Milan Derby, and we're going to transition to Italian football now, but we're going to try to make a bridge. I was watching the Milan Derby, and Lukaku was going off. Mm. Assists, he had the, uh, I said assists plural, and assist. Uh, the individual goal that he scored uh to make it 3-0 uh was now was he saying dio was he shouting to Zlatan? Yeah, 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 or was he dio, saying dio. dio
1: like i'm i'm well it was dio dio that's that, that's what the translation was and people said it was it was apparently directed at thingy
0: <laughs> anyway he scores that goal and I'm like oh uh <laughs> where's the martial fc guys <laughs> <laughs> like, where where are you? Basically, um,
1: wait, 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 wait. who said we the Marshall FC guys?
0: Me, I was like, where, Where's oh. Marshall FC? Like, where are you guys? Um, and people are like, Ah, ask Jose, woo, woo, and I'm just like, ah. Everything about Manchester United that's bad goes back to Jose Mourinho for some people. It's
1: just like, blame it for everything. Well, no, no, I mean, but he brings it upon himself, man, because just, just the way he does, were you in a car himself. accident? Did you yeah. break your leg? The, just the, the, blame the he,
0: blame Mourinho and it will make you feel better. The,
1: the, the way he carries himself, Len seems to be an easy target, you know, so...
0: So, anyway, because I was thinking, if your system can't fit Lukaku, but it can fit Martial in it, then is that a system I want? Different managers, different... I mean, I stuff for show how... I don't believe the styles make fights in this one, man. I think Lukaku could work in just about any style. No. Except maybe, like tiki-taka or something like that <laughs> anything other than that like what manchester united's best tactic in the ali era has just being okay let's put put fast guys out there against and at least in the big games let's put fast guys out there sit in a low defensive block and let's try to hit james rashford whoever greenwood let's hit them fast and hopefully we can score on counterattacks. maybe it's just me but I think Lukaku could work in that system. I don't think it's like some intricate ball-playing, tiki-taka, Barcelona 2012 type. It's not that complicated. If Daniel no, no,
1: James you. can work in the system... No, 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 no. But, but I think when you look at what and are doing, I think Lataro Martinez is a very key um, component of what he wants to do. And remember, Conte system is a very particular kind of system. Look, Lukaku walked under Everton. Was that Marco Silva or something? He walks out to Everton. Martinez. but think think Oh, Martinez. This, I think he's really flourishing and it may just be a case of what Conte is doing, particularly with regards to the formation, how he's using Lukaku, but also Lataro Martinez and how he's playing off Lataro Martinez and the spacing that's around Lukaku. I just think complements him and also its instructions. So he's obviously giving him specific instructions. Okay, I, this is when I want you to pull back. This is the runs I want you to make. This is when I want you to go wide. When, 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 when we break, make this kind of run as soon as we have the, the ball here. So boom. For of, of, of for something, his may be a little bit different. And because for United, I just think like the focus is more so on what the inside forwards are doing rather than what the strikers doing. As much as I can say that, look, Sokche, you could have done more to utilize Lukaku because Cavani is at the end of his career right now. Uh, Martial obviously ain't popping off. And Lukaku was a guy you had there where if you're just maybe alternated the system and maybe played to his strengths, you could have, you could have a guy giving you 20 to 25 goals a season in the, in the Premier League. So it's not like if the Premier League is somehow way tougher and way harder than, nah, it's not. So, <laughs> um, um,
0: all right. Atalanta beat Napoli. We can mention that in passing hmm. because Atalanta play Real Madrid tomorrow. Or today, depending on what you're listening. when
1: Yeah, Wednesdays. We, I think they only have like 15 fits people. <laughs> it's I was going to
0: say, like, I saw the injury list. It's like Militao, Ramos, Benzema, Benzema Hazard, Hazard, Marcelo, it's, like, Ramos, it's a bunch of people. It's like half their squad. Rodrigo. Is injured. So it's, it's messed up. who knows who's going to play? Um, but yeah, if they can beat Napoli 4-2, um, perhaps Madrid are not safe. Which is why, you, okay, I don't know if you remember this. But this was the complicated chelsea show the champions league draw had just come out and you guys uh, eddie and abdulahi and have hope were spending like an hour talking about chelsea against atletico madrid right and i was just kind of bored you know or just cranky i suppose right and this is partly why I hate having those discussions when the draw is released. Now, I understand the necessity of it if you're running a YouTube page or whatever. Like, hey, the content's there. Let's talk about it. But you want us to project two, three, four months, a specific week in the year where who knows what's going to happen, man. You know, like, uh, do you remember when Monaco and Dortmund played? Mm-hmm. You do all not you specifically, but people do all this pontificating and what's gonna happen and then some lunatic decides, you know what, I'm gonna attack the bus. Mm. You can't legislate or put that in the calculus three months ahead of time. Not even the day before. So oh, no no
1: no no, no me, but did,
0: like... no, if if I if I could just finish mm. my point. It's why I don't like Chelsea are playing Atletico, Barcelona are playing PSG. Let's get into it. Away, so <laughs> <laughs> like we don't know what's gonna happen on that day obviously it's fun to say man if they played right now it would go like this go like that like who knows what this player's gonna do people were probably thinking yo man hazard against At- At- atlanta man he's gonna be bought like he's not even playing so <hazard> that's why those conversations slightly annoy me like i like uh, i understand the necessity
1: of them in in the moment but they're ultimately but, dumb but my thing about them is that even let's say i wasn't running a channel or so forth there's just a joy of whoa so into, let's say like i'm just sitting with a bunch of friends so let's say we're in school better example or university and we're like watching the Champions League draw come through hey guys oh Barcelona against Real Madrid no no guys no 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 no. let's talk about chemistry let's just wait until February until them no are you crazy it's like <laughs> oh geez even if things will change we know things are going to change but that initial reaction thing is f- is something to to talk about is something to react i to. get it we know things are, 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 are going to change but to just not have that initial i don't conversation think people and, know and just that. Reaction, i don't think
0: people take into account it's going to change the, when people are having those discussions they believe those discussions
1: everyone knows that not everyone uh, injuries it. happen have you been happen. to
0: one of your hangouts you think everyone there believes
1: or it doesn't it's not about, about, about believing it is already in your subconscious that we don't know what's going to happen in three weeks we don't know what's not going to happen 24 hours before the the, the freaking game but we still want to just be like because we are hoping that man what do, what do i always say i hope everyone is fit God. i hope everyone is fit let's hope everyone is fit let's just say like like for like i hope everyone is fit i always say that because i know that hey Come and you're, I think everybody yeah, see, in the back of their you're, mind.
0: You're using you as an example for everyone.
1: No, 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 but I'm saying that everyone at the back of their mind knows that this is life and stuff. Things happen. That it isn't a one unless people are psycho as psychotic, they know that it's just it's not a one hundred percent guarantee that every <laughs> single person is going to be fit. In both of these teams in their squad, that is, unless you're a psychopath, you know that there's a chance that there's going to be an injury. You're just hoping there isn't, but in the back of your mind, there might be. But have hope.
0: Do you think anyone thought, you know, what Real Madrid are going to have 15 players out? You're not thinking that. You no. might think, oh man, I I I could see a world where Hazard's injured. Of course, I could. But everyone. Nobody knows that. So, Atalanta are a, a far more advantageous position, especially after this result, mm-hmm. than they were three months ago. Nobody could have seen this. Ah, you know what? Okay, if we could just talk about the Derby, um, Milan Derby, outside of just Lukaku. Anyone who thought Milan would win Serie A, like, no, stop it. They, they haven't played in the Champions League since 2014. That is now seven years ago. So... Their whole mission, I think, this season was just, let's get top four. Let's become a Champions League team again. Let's get the money. Let's get some good players in. Mm. And let's see what happens next season. By the way, Donnarumma has, I think, 200 Serie A appearances. I think he's like 20, 21. Goalkeepers play forever. The guy's going to get 1,000 appearances for Milan if he stays there. So there's that. Inter, they are battling with Juventus. That's, That's the title race. Hmm. It's Inter against Juve. I think last season Juve won by a point over Inter. Inter are playing better this season. Juventus decided in their infinite wisdom. Let's give it to.
1: I don't want to disrespect Pirlo because I like him as a player, but he's a glorified PE teacher right now. Have you seen what Pirlo looks like on the bench whenever Juventus are losing a game? You see, they're making my my guy Pirlo look bad. You see, because <laughs> there times when like I love him, one of the, the legends of the game. He, the talents were like this guy does not know his left from his rights and he's just he just looks like lost. I'm Listen, like, no, no, no.
0: Take all the arguments we have for Frank Lampard and put them in the lap of Andrea Pirlo, and I think they make just about perfect sense. Just just because you were a great player does not mean yeah. you will be a great manager. No, nope, now. The challenge that Pierlo has, I think, is more manageable than the one that Lampard did, because Juve are starting from a far more superior place relative to the competition in Italy than Lampard was relative to the competition in England. So Lampard did have a harder job. We can mm. put it that way. So Pierlo does have a bit of blame that I'll put on him. I wasn't willing to put too much blame on Lampard because I just understood like you're just you're totally out of your depth here. Mm. Pirlo, you have Juventus. They've won the league nine times in a row, so bro, I know it's not fair. I know you haven't coached a second before, but you need 10. A decibel, whatever it's called. We need 10. And if you don't get 10, because we've wanted 10 on this podcast since 2016. We've been mm. talking about 10 Serie A's in a row for about five years now. I'm going to be quite pissed. It's going to. Bayern is the team that's going to get us 10. I didn't oh, think yeah, Bayern no, no, would yeah, be yeah, the team yeah, to yeah, get yeah, us 10, okay, but it's yeah, going to be Bayern, because Monaco up the psg they'd have 10 in a row well, by now you don't, no, look you and know, nobody what? even cares about league uh no, syria no, 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 no. Let's, 10 in let's, a row
1: let's be real if you're looking at the Bundesliga, i think leipzig okay i, I, I know they won't you know just for argument's sake let me even look at Bundesliga. so leipzig are currently two points behind bayern who lost on the weekend to Frankfurt? Yeah, who, who, who lost on the, on the weekend. So, look, I'm not saying that they're going to... Oh, and Dortmund are sixth. Jesus. <laughs> you know,
0: oh, good reminder. We need to talk about Haaland.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 as we're looking at this right now, I mean, look, I still say ban win, but Leipzig are making it interesting. The media is interesting. But, see, you no, know, <sighs> see, I said that which moron decided to hire PLO and mm-hmm. nearly netted, but then a Juve fan then said that Juve um, are like... They're poor. Well, they're not poor, but they're running out of cash. So PL apparently is. How are they poor if they've won ten in
0: a row? Or nine in
1: a row. Because the rest And of they league, made hella champions leagues? The the rest of the league is poor is poor poor, it's poor apparently. But is basic, it Ronaldo's wages? Maybe basically they said they don't have they didn't have enough money to hire a proper coach. So PL is doing its for them. Like, <laughs> I do not know. believe that. <laughs> okay, what else would explain them hiring PL? <laughs> what else would explain it? Trendy. No. That's a that, Zidane. That's way too trendy. Even Zidane. Zidane was working under Ancelotti. Lampard, as useless as as he was, he still had Darby a County. year with with, with Derby County. <laughs> Pellegrino finished his coaching badges this morning. <laughs> this morning he finished them, and then he was then hired as as UV manager respect, like, in the respect. afternoon.
0: Respect. So, <laughs> <just like> these... <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm biased as. <laughs> was
1: it?
0: I said I'm biased as. What? Because I like Pierlo. so when you disrespect him, I'm like, "Hey, chill." But if it was Lampard, oh, I mean, yeah. just I be like, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no.
1: See, see, this is what people don't understand is that I never rated Lampard that highly as a player. Pierlo is one of the greatest players ever. So for me. I'm angry that making Pierre look like this for Lampard. I didn't really give it damn because I didn't really raise him that high as a player. So no, for me,
0: I I have an attachment to Lampard because he is who he is, and I didn't want to see him sacked. Like I don't want to see legendary club legends put in bad positions, which is why mm. I say drug boy. I'd I'd oh. try. I'd go to London
1: myself and tell him no, 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 no. throw no, no. Don't don't please, come in no. anywhere near that. Well, he's doing I recall so I think he's deep in the political bag. So
0: that yeah, but that's always that's always been coming. Um, Pirlo, I li- I've I've liked him from afar. I don't have the same emotional connection as I do with Lampard with him, but mm. I just like him as a guy from afar. You know, his book was quite interesting. I've read excerpts here and there, so you know I have a good idea of the guy. When when, when he said he wanted to panenka Joe Hart because he was a bit too cocky, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like things like that. Like I like that um, about him. So I, was just, I don't don't put him in a position to fail, but. It's a team that's won nine Scudettos in a row. Like, are we really putting him in a bad situation? Or is this the best opportunity for somebody who's never managed before? You could see it each way. You know, I'm taking over a juggernaut. Even though I haven't done much, where else better to start than at the very top of the team that you would think should win with a goal-scoring goal, scorer, goal scoring machine like Ronaldo uh, or Cristiano for purposes of this podcast. Uh so yeah, but Inter, credit to Inter uh for winning the Derby. Do I have to give Conte credit for being good? Um credit to Conte. There you go. <laughs> That's as much as I wanted to give them. Someone's package man. <laughs> I want to like Conte, but then he sued Chelsea and I was like, Oh, so this is the kind of person that you are. I don't even give a shit about Chelsea. It's just his character. Well I, oh so you're just you're just petty. And Very not petty. that I hate petty people, but I don't like him. <laughs> so, uh, where do we want to go next? Okay, I, I need to get some. Okay, <sighs> how do I word this? I don't have an issue with Erling Haaland. I so think Erling Haaland could be. Basically,
1: no, no, no. Anybody that starts like that, basically, you do have an issue. No, 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 no. It's, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm
0: trying to just get this out of the way now. Okay. I don't have an issue with Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland is just exemplary of an issue that I have with something else. I have no personal beef with Erling Haaland. It's kind of similar to the to the Mount argument. I don't have a problem with Mount. My issue was with Lampard. And Mount, he's exemplary or an example of why I didn't trust Frank Lampard. Haaland is an example of why I don't trust the Bundesliga. So my issue is not with Haaland. It is with the league that he plays in. You know, Haaland had a good game against Sevilla, scored a couple goals against Schalke on the weekend. And obviously people are in my mentions, do we divide that by two, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, I don't have any problem with Erling Haaland. I think he can be a great striker. I think he already is a great striker and he's only 20. So God knows what he'll be able to do in the next five, six, seven years. However, if you look at the, the crazy goal that he scored against Schalke, look at the closing down on Jaden Sancho. I'm going to tell everybody, pause the podcast right now. Go find – well, not right now, but after I finish this sentence. Uh, find the goal that Erling Haaland scored. Go on Twitter, type in Haaland goal against Schalke. And look at the assist. How many other leagues does Sancho get the, that amount of time to cross the ball as well as he does to Erling Haaland? I feel like if you were in england if you were in italy if you were in spain if you were in france somebody would be closing down Jaden sancho and make him do something different than what he did which then led to erling Haaland scoring a goal now we can't take away anything from the finish the finish is insane spectacular um there's not many people in world football i think who could do that not just get it on target but score period but if you go to a different place a different league that opportunity does not exist does that make sense? That's not an issue with Haaland. It's an issue with how but the no, league is structured.
1: But I think the key thing is he's doing it in the Champions League. It negates the point.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Man. You see how my guy just teased me up. Okay. <laughs> in the Champions League, teams are not there necessarily to sit back and defend. Now, we could think of maybe Atletico defended their way to a couple finals. Chelsea, obviously, what they did for a couple finals. But how many teams, once we reach the round of 16, just simply and overtly, all we're here to do is defend. Now, in the group stage, you'll get, you know, the Krasnodar's and the Tel Aviv's and all these other little teams are like, look, please just, Bayern, don't beat us 9-0. They're they're just not to get whooped. But once we get to a certain level in the Champions League, when Sevilla are playing Dortmund, Sevilla are not there to be in a low block, defend, wrap themselves tight, put 11 men behind the ball and say Dortmund come beat us. That's not what they do. Sevilla have their own plan under Lopetegi that we are going to play our own game. The same with PSG,
1: the so same saying, with Liverpool. It's it's, it's easier then. I'm not saying score. it's
0: I'm not saying it's easier. I'm saying it's different. And I can use PSG as an example for this. Against Barcelona, there was no world in which Barcelona were going to be at Camp Nou and put 11 men behind the ball and say, PSG, break us down. That was not going to happen. Barcelona have their own style of play. They're trying to implement some or just enact some form of dominance over the game with the ball at their feet. That's just what high-level football is. It's why we love the Champions League because in some ways, it's kind of like basketball. Like You guys have it. We have it. You guys have it. We have it. It's open. That's why when <laughs> when when people like Mourinho or uh, Simeone come with their defensive, negative, anti-football tactics, people are like, "Yo, like, why aren't y'all playing football? This isn't fun." With PSG Barcelona, in no other place or in no other league, I would think, <laughs> "Hey, Mbappe, just run!" <laughs> like, it, it, and the perfect the the the, the counterpoint would be in, in in the in the league. PSG played Monaco. Monaco had like twenty. 25% possession? They put everybody they had, man, woman, child, baby, everybody, that's half open line. <laughs> <laughs> but behind the ball, and they would just PSG, break us down. And obviously, Ver- Verratti was on the bench. There were a bunch of people who were on the bench. It was like Idrissa Gay and some other guys who were trying to break the lines against Monaco. It didn't work. Monaco, early in the first half, scored, early in the second half, scored, and then they just put everybody behind the ball. In the Champions League, Barcelona are going to do that. They're going to give Mbappe the space. They're going to give people space because they're trying to do their own attacking style. And that then creates the platform for an Mbappe who is, for all intent and purpose, he's been struggling in PSG. But when he gets into the Champions League and he gets into that different arena, because Barcelona isn't there just to defend, PSG or a player like Mbappe is at a better starting point to do what he does best. Now, in Germany, they don't care. So in England, Burnley will put 11 guys behind the ball. In Serie A, Benevento will put their 10, 9 guys behind the ball. In Germany, you think Schalke's going to sit back and defend against Dortmund? No, 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 no. Because the style of that league, it's open. It's basketball. It's free-flowing. Like One end, it's you, you call it wild, wild west football.
1: Mm.
0: And that's what I get when I look at Dortmund. Or just Bundesliga in general. And it's fun to watch. It makes for a a fantastic product. We get four nils and Bayern Munich end up losing. Like, how does that happen? It's it's just the style of play. So basically, if I could just land, I know I'm being long-winded. Haaland is a beneficiary in the Champions League and in the Bundesliga of chances that wouldn't exist in other leagues. Which is why the Bundesliga tax, the Bundesliga division, for me, is slightly relevant. I'll shut up.
1: My response to that is that fair point, good points, well worded, but what counts against is, is Timo Werner, and I'll explain why Tim, Timo Werner makes Ooh. your points wrong. So, put Timo Werner to one side. Yeah, look. No, a, Timo
0: Werner proves my
1: point. It doesn't I'll, I'll tell you why it doesn't prove your, your your points. So we look at Mbappe then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Barcelona, like that is a situation. where, look, the whole Monaco thing of them losing to Monaco and then beating Barcelona, it makes sense because. Person's defence is trash and he had those opportunities. But my thing is, yes, he has those kinds of opportunities he wouldn't have against a low block. But when you look at the first goal and the, and the third goal, those are still extremely good, good goals because for that first goal, he has to really make that goal happen. He still has to make that goal happen. And for the third third goal, it looks easy. Go try that. Try that in your garden. That's still a very hard <laughs> goal to execute against a Ter Stiegen in goal. So, so now when let's now come to Timo Werner.
0: I don't oh, just pause. I don't get why you guys call it a garden. A garden has flowers in it.
1: Uh, okay, backyard garden. I, I call you. it a garden, it's not a garden. yard.
0: Garden,
1: garden. Anyway, sorry. So a Timo garden. Werner. Timo Werner has no reason to even complain about anything because. Timo Werner has had clear chances. He's had opportunities. This isn't like 1998 Syria where, man, you have to sweat to get one sniff of a chance against like Maldini, Cannavaro, Turam, and so forth. No, this is what Louis Dong, Tarkovsky, or, or whoever you get from the road. So <laughs> the, the issue is that those chances that Timo Werner has missed for Chelsea, Haaland ain't missing those, those chances. That's the difference. If we were to do a swap and Haaland had all the opportunities that Timo Werner had, Haaland would be in, in double di- digits right now. So it's Timo Werner who I always, never, always had a very funny feeling of whether he was really that dude, because I was like, okay, cool, Leipzig. Then I saw him at the World Cup. I was like, ah, I know everyone else was trash, but you were particularly under par when you when when you um, showed your debut at the World Cup. So it always made me cool off the whole Timo Werner talk. But Haaland, I could not say no, you give this guy a chance, it's a, it's a goal. Because remember, towards the end of Werner's um, Leipzig tenure, he wasn't actually playing so well. Mm-hmm. I think, and his, his goal scoring actually dried up a bit. But Haaland is a guy where his goal scoring has just been there, and he's the kind of guy where you give him a chance, he's going to score. You couldn't sell it for Timo Werner. Timo Werner wasn't a clinical guy, even during his time for Leipzig, as much as Haaland is. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, it isn't a case of, oh, Tim Werner was scoring in the Body League and now he's not scoring here. My thing is no. How good was he? How no, how clinical was he? You put Haaland in Venner's shoes or you give Haaland the same chance that Venna has. I can I can put a bet on that Haaland would score most of, more of those chances than Venner did.
0: I've I've never called Haaland a bum and nor nor am I implying that you implying that I'm saying that. But this is just to the the, the general public out there. I've never called Haaland a bum. As I said at the very top of my statement, I don't have anything against Erling Haaland. He's just, he's the example of the day to voice my observation. People have said, Erling Haaland, I think he's played 43 games for Dortmund and he scored 43 goals. If you look at Lewandowski, he's similar. I don't think he's, he might even be better than one and one. I'm not sure what Lewandowski's numbers are, but they're pretty much one and one, right? He plays one game, he scores one goal. I think Haaland, if you put him in the Premier League and you give him the chances that Werner has, or I, I hate when we just kind of transpose one person's body into another because Haaland wouldn't make the same mental decisions Werner does. So they wouldn't be exactly in the same places. the The balls wouldn't be the same. Maybe you'd have more... In the air because Halland is six foot four and Werner is a bit shorter, so like the play wouldn't be exactly the same. But I understand your point that if we just transpose, if we go zap, and it's Halland instead of Werner, then those are probably goals. But we can't say for sure if Halland's even in those spaces because he's his own person; he makes his own decisions um, within the context of the game. But if Halland was a Chelsea player, he would be among the top goal scorers in the Premier League. It would just be relative to the standard of England who doesn't have one in one guys so I could think of in the Premier League in the past few years Salah had a great season and Kane was right on his neck I think Salah had 32 31 Kane was at 30 31 somewhere around there I know Salah ended up with the golden boot other than that in the past four five six seasons Suarez in 2014 I think had the crazy season where he scored 30 other than that there aren't many people who are one in one guys Harry Kane might score in 60% of his games, 70%, but not one in one. Haaland right now is at a clip of four and four. You give him four games, he's gonna score four goals. When I see people saying, yo, Haaland would come to England and he would score 35, 36, 37, 38 goals because they're transposing the Bundesliga style into the Premier League and saying he would copy or be very close to copying His style in Germany, in England, that doesn't make any sense. And then they'll use the Champions League as a way to say, hey, man, look, but the Champions League is not the Premier League or the Champions League is not Serie A or the Champions League is not that. Because in in those big games, they're open, generally speaking, unless, again, you play Mourinho, you play Simeone. The
1: games are open. That's wait, why they're fun wait, to watch. Wait, that, wait. That's, that's how... Who was who, who, saying this stuff, that he'll score 38-40 goals? Who, I've, who, no, I've, I've, seen,
0: I've seen people say that he could score 30-plus easily in what? the Premier League. I don't think that to be true because 30 goals isn't some common thing. It's happened like three times in the past eight years or something like that. Suarez, Kane, Salah, that's it. I don't know if Haaland could replicate that. Now, obviously, he's 20, so that we're having the conversation. By the time he's 28, who knows? But Erling Haaland today, he's not doing that. So stop trying to give me Bundesliga and Champions League as, I don't know, a way to explain England or explain how Italy works. Or, like, people come to me and be like, yo, Zlatan is 39, and he's scoring this amount. It's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like, he's still nice. Like I don't, Just because he's old doesn't mean he's not nice. Lukaku he's good like he's in his prime like that makes sense there's no guarantee that if you take haaland out of the comfort zone that he's been put in in austria in germany and in those champions league games that you put him in a in a league that's tougher to score not as tough as it was in the 90s or the 80s obviously but it's still harder to score in italy than it is in germany so don't tell me he's going to be one and one or you think he's going to get yo he'll score 32 goals in the premier league like what makes you say that just because because the bundesliga and then it, we just kind of cycle back to the beginning of my issue with it. So, yeah, your 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 Timo Werner point, it hasn't gone over me. I, st- I think that's a solid point. Although I would say Timo Werner was scoring, I think, with his last season he had like 24 goals in the Bundesliga, maybe 26. He's come to the Premier League, and what's happened? The same volume of chances he's not scoring. Now, now maybe you're saying Haaland is more clinical, right? Mm. So if you give him one chance, he'll get one goal. I don't think that to be true. Actually, I take that back. I do think if you give Haaland a chance, it's a goal. I just don't think he gets as many chances in England as he does in Bundesliga or as many chances if he played for Juventus as he would with Dortmund. Now, Spain is a bit interesting. I do think if he went to Spain, the way they play football, he'd be a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he would be a straight monster. He if, if he goes to Madrid or Barcelona, like, it's, it's over for y'all. But, Yeah england france even if he went to psg i'm not sure necessarily it's a goal every game you know what i mean like he's not a refined footballer like with the ball like there's like he can finish the subtle parts of being a footballer i don't see that competency as yet which is something that lukaku's developed would football be better with a 60 second shot clock no please talk about how it would look instead of Hope just saying, no, that's garbage.
1: Next. <laughs> from Gowan69. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually predicted it, yeah? No, no. Would, that's, why would, the, that's why I left him. Yeah, it would, it, would, it would be complete garbage. Complete. No, nah, no. I do not even want to think about what it would look like. Because that takes away from the spirits and the points of what football is about, which is that it's, it's chess.
0: How often does a team, now I'd have to do research on this, and maybe Gowan you have, how often does a team hold the ball for a minute straight, and the other team doesn't touch it at all? I'm not sure how commonly that happens, unless you know the ball goes out, it's a throw-in or a goal kick or something. I guess you could say it's a minute, but if the ball's in play, a minute is a long time to keep the ball, I think. Yeah. Like with, with the other team not touching it once, not a header, not uh, just a tackle, and then you get it back, like would that reset the clock? Maybe you could try it in like some youth leagues and see what happens. Nah, but no, no, nah. Wouldn't you have to stop the clock in order to
1: reset the game yeah, it's clock? Just, just no, it's, it w- it'll be a mess. Like, so let's say lost- there was
0: like a a shot clock violation. It would be kind of interesting if it was like one second left on the shot clock and a midfielder had it and they had to shoot. He's like in the center circle. It's like, bro, we got one second, so he just oh, has no, to launch no, it. No, like, no, no, no. that's silly. a That's no. it's a different game at that point. No. <laughs> um should the golden goal in extra time come back, or should it be kept fifteen plus fifteen in extra time in big games like World Cup knockout games and so
1: forth? Bring back the golden goal.
0: That's from Matt, the Barca boy.
1: Because because my brother made a very good point. So that's because he said that golden goal is punishment for you guys not being able to get a winning goal in ninety minutes. If How do you feel minutes... about
0: the golden goal in Nigeria games?
1: What about Nigeria games?
0: Wouldn't that stress you? Yes. <laughs> but it is what it is it's but it's, they it's don't have hope, like okay like I, I understand what your brother's saying by the way we should bring on one of your brothers on here because like my my brother doesn't watch football but we oh. should like have like a family episode one day oh. like we just bring in your your people but anyway uh, like
1: who who filled this man's brain with this stuff and it would be your brothers no doubt yeah, no no, no. What, look, <laughs> look i'm like i'm seven years older than the oldest and six years older than the other one so most you mean you me... mean six years younger than the oldest so, so sorry six years younger. Basically, all this stuff about you know dodd world cup cluster <laughs> it comes from me listening to these guys talk about stuff so yeah
0: I, I hear your brother's point about it's a punishment for not scoring in normal time mm. but the viewer and the viewing public is punished more than the players good what no because you. The, the idea of your brother's point is you're punishing the players because it hurts so much that your team loses. Mm-hmm. But the stress of watching a golden goal knockout game, Perfect. it's too much. It's not a fun thing to watch if you have skin in the game. If you're a neutral, oh, like it's fantastic. The Euro 2000 Trezegate. Could mm. you imagine being Italy? It's, it's not necessarily about the players, just like the mm. whole country is just
1: <laughs> and I then france
0: know. is going nuts because obviously like yeah we don't have to go to penalties we win it's over i think that's more punishing to the people watching or stressful anyway for, so, for, so, for maybe, no, so maybe so maybe you have to factor no. that in and maybe you don't care but
1: i don't know i don't care so like 100 it, it was a worst thing them taking it away then they had the whole silver goal which was just that was no no stupid
0: that's 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 that's
1: stupid that's not bring it back bring it back gold, bring it gold
0: which member of liverpool's front three should be sold first Salah, highest value return. Mane, they already have his replacement in Jota or Firmino, has de- has declined the most of the three and has the lowest value of return. Also suggestions on who Liverpool could buy to improve their attack. And imagine if Liverpool bought Haaland. I don't think that's outside the realms of possibility. Yeah, no,
1: that's just possible. And that completely change changes them.
0: how they play. Now, maybe <laughs> if you go, if you spend $120, $150 million on Haaland, however much it would be. Do you really need to sell Firmino? Like, you've already, the expense of that is so great that what you would get back from Firmino, you're not really getting anything from it. Really, you'd have to sell Oriki Cause, hey, we'll take the 15 million we can get from Wolfsburg or whoever it is that would try to buy him. But then you would always have Firmino to, to play like as a number nine, number 10, if you need to change the, excuse me, if yeah. you need to change the style again. So I don't know if you would need to sell Firmino in order to change it. But if you wanted to get Haaland and you wanted the books to stay even, now you got to, Do we sell Mane or do we sell Salah? Because those mm. are the players who are, would be close enough to where it would be even or even ish. It's tough. It, it it would depend on what Klopp wants to do.
1: Because then you look at Jota, I man. I think the Jota injury yeah. really hit them because Jota was actually on Jota a was, good was run the of guy all.
0: at the beginning of the yeah, season who was, was keeping was the them guy. afloat. So
1: so maybe that was the the big change that they needed to fresh fre- fresh him up. So
0: um, but yeah, of of those three. Who would you sell first? Oh, actually, I, I get the better question is if you had to sell Mane or Salah, who would you sell?
1: Mane, because of the goal security are from Salah. Mm. You never sell goal security. I would say Mane is the better overall player, but that goal security is key. Then just gets another guy that can maybe do something that Mane can do, but just that thing of a guaranteed number of goals, or oh, you always keep that.
0: Using Hope's logic, that Champions League is more critical than your national league title. Should Carlo Ancelotti be ranked higher than Yo- Jose Ferguson, Pep, and other managers on two Champions League slash European Cups? Carlo has how many Champions Leagues? Three.
1: Three. Two with Milan, two with... And one with Real Madrid. Yep. It's it's an argument, man. Because for me, I don't rate the league titles that highly. Yeah, it's, it's it's something but for Madrid for me. It's it's a way doing the in, the in the in the big boy cup. But Mourinho
0: so... doesn't agree with you, and not not that you have to follow Mourinho step by step. Mm. But his idea is what gives you more satisfaction is the 10, 11 month process of actually winning a league because that's like the, that that's the real tests. Mm. You know, the, the war of attrition, basically like Ch- Champions League is a very small sample size mm. because it's two legs, a missed penalty, a red card here has such a dramatic swing in what happens in that short, hundred and eighty minutes hmm. that doesn't happen in the Quick in the question.
1: League. Do you do you play sconthorpe or Elche in the Champions League?
0: You play Krasnodar? You play Tel
1: Aviv, um, you play Do you do you but I mean when you get to the knockouts, do you have to play Elche twice? Do you have to play Braunschweig twice? Do you have to play Kinsbury twice? Didn't think so.
0: He's he's top three. We could we can put it that way.
1: Cool Antelotten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need to you make know, I mean, a top five. I mean, it, it it depends whether it, how how much you want to wait seals and how much you want to wait to the league. So it's it's, he's it's subjective. The, he's yeah. got three. Three people seals say, are a league if, title.
0: If people say Zidane, is it like in the top five because he won three in a row? Well, Carlo has three plus the whatever he's done with Chelsea with uh, all the clubs he's been with. Thoughts on players starting to stop kneeling from Damien Perez. Oh boy.
1: I'm no, see, see, this is like a this is like a larger topic, man. You know, <laughs> like I, d- I don't think we have time to sort of go into the larger racial implications of it, really. So, all I can just say, very briefly. Wait a minute. Is... Do,
0: you, do do you want to just save this for next week? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Save all it right. for next week. Yeah, Damien. We will hit that next week. So, this has been the Talking Tactics podcast. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all that Talking Tactics. Um, check us out on Patreon. Yes, sir. Link is in the description. Um, I'm at John, have Look, people can get you where. What's the website again?
1: Half hope football how to do the kuma.
0: Yeah, yeah. We will catch you guys next week. Talking tactics talk podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious.
1: Always football.
0: Thank you for the five star review, by the way. Whoever you are in Canada, much love.
1: Peace merci be, beaucoup. Speak. Merci beaucoup.
0: Sports social podcast network.